0: Talk Radio.
1: The Four Persons Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action Please go to our website at the or our blog site at the to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at the The Four Persons Show On Blog Talk Radio We are your enthusiastic And faithful Catholic apostolate For more information About what we do Go to our show page At thefourpersons.com And our blog site At thefourpersons.net To call in tonight With your comment or question Dial 515 602 The number Is Again, it's 515-602-9655. You don't- is about to hit the four persons
0: no you don't.
1: has already recorded our theme song we are already friends and supporters of each other's ministries now lisa marie nicole is officially joining us as a show host and we could not be more thrilled the demand for appearances on the rocking for god show has been extraordinary including a very significant guest for the kickoff show lisa marie nicole rocking for god on the four persons network it's coming october 7th don't miss it
2: that program And I'm able to tell you Who her first guest Is going to be the first guest On the Lisa Marie Nicole show Is going to be none other than Deacon Harold Burke Sivers That's a pretty heavy hitter Okay, on top of Lending, we've already landed People like Carl Keating and, And others like that And I will just tell you Also coming up on the four persons is going to be Mike Aquilina and Dr. Scott Hahn will be making appearances here on the four persons. So we are really gaining a lot of momentum here and uh, I couldn't be happier. So tonight is Thursday and that's taking it to the streets and I'm going to bring on Terry Delp and Terry, uh, we also have Larry Ray calling in and Deacon Dennis Hayes calling in. I'm, I'm taking them, I'm taking everybody off a of mute. The floor is yours. All
3: right. Hey, well, God bless everybody. If y'all don't mind, let us start with a short prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of Thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. It's been a while since uh, I've uh, had my brothers from the uh, prison ministry on the show, so I wanted to bring them on so they could uh, give us an update. Um, uh, Dick and Denny, are you on?
4: I'm here, yeah. Yeah, Good can
3: afternoon. you tell us, uh, tell us what's going on down there in Houston?
4: Yeah, yeah, we've got really some good news. We have, uh, uh, we just got, uh, well, I think the last time we were talking about that, we had the Kobe Village, we got 10 acres of land that were donated to our, um, to the Kobe house. Uh, and uh, what the plan was for the 10 acres was to build a village, uh, a, a transitional facility in the form of a village on this 10 acres, and it would be, um, the, uh, the, uh property would be there'd be a catholic faith-based uh, transitional facility for uh oh, 40 50 guys and uh we did get the property uh and where it we has been donated to us and then uh, now the next thing was to get the uh, texas department of criminal justice to recognize us and approve us as a transitional facility so we we um we got that uh, permission to do that last uh, about a week ago Monday. So we're now an official approved Texas, Texas Department of Criminal Justice uh, transitional facility, and the property currently has one uh, two-bedroom trailer on it, and, uh, but the more important thing is it's got a big well on it. It's got a big drinking water well, 655-foot well. And that makes it, uh, the whole uh, place uh, workable. It's in a dense forest. And it's a uh, a beautiful area you, get, you drive up to it and you drive through a cattle ranch out on the prairie, it's a hundred degrees, but once you get in the forest, it's eighty degrees. It's uh, just a beautiful I'll thing. Park. it's God's creation. <clears throat> so uh, our plan is uh, well, well first we'll put people in the um, first put people in the uh, uh, the two bedroom uh, mobile home. We only have one guy that's assigned to it. And he will—he'll uh, uh, be joining us probably by next couple of weeks. We'll finally get him. He's been sitting waiting for an address to to uh, parole to for almost two years, and so finally he's got the address and he's ready to move in. And we're we're all excited about getting him. he will be our first one. But then once we get the uh, the mobile home filled out, then the next project building project there will be a build a great big. Uh, we're gonna build a big chapel. We'll a big chapel hold a hundred people, and it'll have. Uh, uh, nice steeple on it. It'll be uh, uh, basically it'll be the centerpiece of the, the village. Uh, then after that, the, then the buildings just starts to come together. We're going um, uh, to use these double-wide uh, uh, four-bedroom homes, modular homes, put about five of them on the property. And then the behind that will be 12 uh, tiny homes that will be hermitages, and we're going to call them the 12 apostles. So those will be tiny homes for a single occupancy, more of a longer-term residency. And then behind that, the plan is to build a monastery. And this will be for men that want to come out and commit their um, living community, ecclesial community, and with their ministry being that they will um, go back into prison as Catholic ministers, but also they'll help guys um, reintegrate into society. So that'll be their charism. That'll be their apostolate. Uh, And so that's what they'll they'll be planned. So each one of those steps, um, you know, we got planned out. Now we just got to turn the turn the paper into into plans, and then the plans into uh, into housing into reality. So, but we're on our on our way. The big step was finding a property that would work, and it's just by the grace of God that someone said, "Hey, I've heard that what you're doing is good, and uh, let's let's make it happen." So uh, we got uh, uh, you know God's blessing this thing just. Hugely. At the Colby House, uh, Colby House, we continue building. We're going to put up some more structures there. And then um, the hope is sometime, oh, sometime first of the year, we'll have our computer lab installed. And uh, also, the, the homeless outreach there is just nothing short of miraculous. We've got, uh, we served over over 300, uh, uh, 300 homeless uh, care packages, we call them, to people under the bridges you know, that are homeless on the street. And then we gave out uh, uh, about a thousand pounds of clothing. And we do that every month. And this the guys in the house that do it. So it's it's their idea. And it's been just a wonderful blessing to to everybody involved. And now we're getting more and more churches that want to help out, want to be participating in it. And so there, we get more and more, we give out more and more every every month. So it's uh, it's uh, the, the Catholic church, the community is working together to, to provide for our brothers in need. And as I always say, that Jesus didn't, uh, Jesus didn't say go feed the hungry, or give drink to the thirsty, or shelter the homeless. He said I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was homeless and you sheltered me. I was naked, you gave me clothes. So, uh, someone asked me, well, you see Jesus out here? And I said, look around. There's hundreds of Jesuses out here. Hundreds of brothers in need. So, uh, it's been just Amen. a true blessing all
3: around. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm gonna I'm come back to you, Deacon, because I wanna, I wanna ask you here in a little bit about the uh, the monastic nature of the Cobra Village. But right now, I wanna go to uh, Brother Larry. Uh, he's also involved in a, a prison ministry. Um, tell us what part of Texas you're in, and 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 give us an update on what you're doing, Brother Larry. Is Larry
2: on? Yeah, it should be. I unmuted him. Yeah, he's unmuted. Sorry,
3: maybe... Larry. Maybe he stepped away. Okay. He might have stepped away. Well, uh, Deacon, I wanted to no, ask you about stop.
5: the. Uh... Am I here? What can you can me? hear me? This is this Larry? Okay, there you go. Okay, I'm sorry. I was, I was muted all that time. Um, No, I was unmuted. (laughs) So my question is, who was who's the deacon that just spoke? That's Deacon Dennis Hayes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, we we met at the Kobe Conference uh, a couple of years ago. So that's just great work he's doing. So yeah, update on where I am at. I am in Central Texas, we're 60 miles north of San Antonio. Um, I don't know if. Deacon Dennis has heard, or anybody else has heard, but all the prisons in the state of Texas have been locked down. Uh, they've, they've locked down on the 9th of September, I believe, uh, because of the rampant suicides they were having, the drug infestation. Um, you know, they're finally trying to get a handle on what's going on. Um, so the prisons are going are, are opening up slowly but the bigger ones are they probably won't be opened up for probably another 2 3 months that's what they're saying we have actually had um so far I think 3 or 4 Kobe retreats canceled because of the lockdown and today I was waiting to hear to go into a prison we were supposed to do a retreat at the Robertson unit which is in Abilene and um chaplain said yes it's go and then I asked about the paperwork and he texted me back and so, said, Well, wait a minute. I need to run that by the warden. So um, it, it's a touch and go situation, but these guys are hungry for us and um, we go where we're called to go. But a little bit about the lockdown they've had. If you go to our, uh, if you go to the DDCJ website, they have an area on there um talks about the statewide lockdown. And I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They've probably gone through half those units. So far, they've confiscated 196 cell phones, 34 gallons of alcohol, 274 weapons. It's just uh, on and on and on. But here's my take on this. After it's all said and done with, nothing will change because – Maybe I shouldn't say this, but they we go into these units and we're not uh they have nobody there at the front gate to search us and the COs are coming in without being searched. So how do you think those drugs are coming in? It's not it's not a good thing. But um but Terry that's all I've got for now.
3: Yeah. My my buddy that's on Polunsky's unit, you know, he told me that they had, they had got locked down a little while back also because um, somebody had been uh, murdered, tortured to death, and murdered. And uh, apparently they had been dead for like two weeks laying on the bunk, and uh, the officers were just counting him on the count, but he, he had been dead for... For a while, and he, uh, eventually, started stinking, and that's when they realized that uh, that he was dead. It's 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 a it's a dark environment. Uh, I, anybody who's been in in these maximum security units will be able to tell you that this this is a a really dark world, and and I mean that in every sense of the word. This is Satan's playground. And it's, it's hard for us to um, bring the light of Jesus Christ in there. But once, once one soul um, experiences the grace of God and, and is set free from the spiritual captivity, um, in many places it, 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 it spreads like wildfire. And that's why these Catholic ministries are so important. Because Satan does have a stranglehold in that world. Um, everybody that's there is there for you know doing evil, um, whether they they admit it or not. They have pledged allegiance to to Satan, and when we come in, um, you know, bringing the 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 uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teachings of the Catholic Church. It, it all it takes is for one, like it did with me, one person. When when the when the light of Christ enters the soul of one person, it, it becomes contagious. Other people want to know how are you smiling, how, how are you happy? This you know this is a, a world of of either ang- severe anger or severe depression. Smiling ain't allowed. You know what I mean and. <laughs> when you bring that in and you guys do a wonderful job and 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 um I'm a little bit I wish y'all could see the the fruits of your labor more than than you than you are able to see it because even the people that that um you know are never getting out um you might have brought the light of Christ to them and so even though their physical or, or, or uh, their physical bondage is is never going to be broken. That spiritual bondage is broken. They they're set free
5: spiritually,
3: and 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 uh, I, I wish y'all could see that more than what you do.
5: Jerry, if I may step in here, you're you're so right on. These guys have a hunger, and that's what keeps us. Uh, volunteers wanting to go back in and we've made such inroads in those areas that we have been in so much that the chaplains don't know what to do with us. We have a number of, uh, in in the state of Texas, and uh, in the um, prisons, field ministers that are Catholic. And I won't mention the name, but there's one unit that the field minister is a very devout Catholic uh, the chaplain said you cannot go out and do any any religious stuff because you're not even a Christian. And so these are the things we have <laughs> to deal with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you know all about that, Terry. It, it, it's sad, but uh,
1: no, Catholics
5: aren't Christians. Holy smoke, man. It just um, – and so um, then we have other areas that uh, – I was speaking about this uh, unit in uh, the Robertson unit in Abilene. I – Probably get one or two, maybe three messages from him every week. Uh, we have been in there since 2018 with the Kobe Retreat, and they're just they're just um, waiting for us to come in there. We were supposed to go in there this week, as a matter of fact, today, uh, but because of lockdown. And so there's there is a movement going on. It's just that we need to get more good Catholic men volunteers to go in there and minister to these guys. They have a hunger. Uh but like you say, Terry, uh we like fire and um uh, all of a sudden they realize what they're missing and they want to be like us. And I call that holy jealousy, and that's a good thing. Well, you know, b-
3: before the end of the show, I'm gonna have you and Deacon Denny uh tell our listeners um if they want to contribute, whether it be financially or whether they want to help y'all um Physically, uh, by going Into the prisons, how they can Reach out to y'all I do want to share one thing uh, Before I jump back to Deacon Denny And that's this When I was on Beto 1 unit, we had uh, One of the, the uh, Protestant wardens that you're talking about This guy was, was So extreme, he he didn't Cancel the Catholic Services, what he did was And this is how I became Catholic He uh. The Muslim and the Catholic services had no security, had no guards in there at all. His, his hope, obviously, I mean, I, I never talked to him. I'm just, just reading the cards as they lay on the table. But it, it seemed like his hope was that those services would be so disruptive that he would have the justification of shutting them down. And when I started going, uh, I started going to uh, Catholic services. Just the whole gang meeting. That was the only reason. That was an area that didn't have no guards in it, and so we went and we did our our gang meetings um, before mass and after mass. Mass was disruptive, and um, I, I for, as a gang leader, I could see that this opportunity for us was going to get shut down because it was it was disruptive, right? So I got with the other gang leaders and and. Uh, <laughs> to tell you, this is why I always say God can use a crooked stick to draw a straight line I got with the other gang leaders and we enforced through the threat of violence uh, Complete silence during the service There was n- uh, no disruption was allowed whatsoever And so while I was there, there was nothing to listen to Waiting you know for the The, 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 the first part of our, our meeting Would be before mass and the second Part so we'd have like 10 minutes before 10 minutes after so during The mass I just Listened to the priest And the words that, that he, he got me he he got Me hook line and sinker and uh And I became catholic well Shortly after It was a big riot And I was putting seg And uh My prayer, I was in in segregation for a year and a half, and my prayer was, um, you know, Lord, you you know I want to serve you, but you know I'm on a maximum security unit. You know I'm I'm not going to be able to turn the other cheek. Help me, help me, you know what I'm saying? And I had only been on maximum security units the whole time I had been in prison, and uh I got out of Sig and they sent me to Ramsey too, which is where I met uh, Brother Tommy, where I met Dennis uh, Deacon Denny, and and the brothers of Saint Dismas, and my and my faith was a, uh, was allowed to go to the next level. God does miracles, even in prison. Um, I mean, I was still locked up for another uh, probably nine years after that. Um, Eight or nine years But I was set free spiritually And I mean it started off You know me Doing the devil's work you know But then that's why I always say God can draw a straight line With a crooked stick you know um, and, and it's the same thing With you guys when, when Deacon Denny Would come in and, and, and minister To us um, When Deacon Higgins may he rest in peace um And let us pray for the repose of his soul. Um, I mean, you guys brought love into a world of hatred, and uh, and it, I mean it's just it's just it's just amazing. I can't thank y'all enough. Um, I do want to ask Deacon Denny um, if you could touch on the um, some of the 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 the, the, mo- the monastic. Um, you know the, the how is the the Kobe Village going to be kind of like a, a a monastery? If you could explain it, and do yeah. y'all have a rule already, or you know?
4: Yeah, already there's a, a rule already in place for you know all the brothers that come out into our, our facilities, into the transitional facilities. Uh, you know, uh, they do uh, uh, they're required to uh, pray the rosary every morning, re- uh, review and meditate on the the scriptures of the day. Uh, and they also have, uh, we do uh, Proverbs of the day. So if it's, let's say, January, or let's say it's, you know, September 30th, you do the 30th chapter of uh, Proverbs and read it and get one or two, just come up with one or two takeaways that you can apply that day. And the idea is to um, ongoing scripture reading. Uh, but also the, the idea of um, our hope, our hope is to uh, take that plan and develop it into um uh, where we will request from the uh, first from the cardinal at the diocese here in Houston, uh, from the cardinal, I, you know that he'll he'll identify us as an ecclesial community called the Brothers of Saint Isthmus and that'll be the first piece, and then that'll eventually be uh, the hope is that it'll eventually be um, uh, identified and recognized as an ecclesial community at the uh, in the Vatican, so it'll be kind of like uh, lay Franciscans or. Uh, the oblates—it'll uh, be along those lines. Uh, it'll be a lay ministry, but it'll be a, an ecclesial community. That these guys live in an ecclesial community. But the hope and and the the idea is that those. What you're talking about is all this frustration and the suicide rates and all the crime and everything. Uh, th- those are all signs of hopelessness. All signs of hopelessness. And what what uh, the retreats, both the um, uh, the Kobe retreats and the Brother Saint Distance retreats do is they bring a flood of hope into these, these dark places of hopelessness and despair. And the idea is to keep fueling that fire, keep that candle lit, and, uh, you know, show that there's the, the biggest thing that we're finding is connectedness, being connected both to the guys inside through uh, communication but also connected with them on the outside because the outside is where they might be the most devout. You know, they can be the most devout men uh, inside, once they get out, if they're if they're not continuing to be Shepherd and with the reintegration uh, into society program, uh, they're going to revert back to their old ways that got them in trouble the first time. So that the guy, idea there
3: Deacon, is, Deacon, yeah, I, I want to tell you that that is so true because w- when I got out, man, I was I was on fire, I was devout, and uh, and I'm sure it happens the same fall happens to a lot of uh, of of uh, you know devout Catholics who've been locked up a long time uh I fell to a a woman and uh and I was I was pretty bad off uh until I I moved to Houston and started going to St. Maximine Kobe Yeah 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 they had, oh and, and that's
4: another thing that we found is the guys when they get out uh they need to be plugged in not only you know if they're living in a house but they need to get connected to a church and the church they have to find men in that church that will accept them and the the Colby house does a great job of reintegrating them in that sense we have a every Tuesday night we have mass celebrated at the in the chapel behind the Colby behind Colby house we built the chapel of divine mercy and every Tuesday night we have celebrate mass there and we have the uh, the guys that are staying there, the brothers of Saint Josephs that stay at the house. They're living there, but also we've got uh, men that come over from Saint Maximum and Kolbe, and they participate in the mass as well. Then on Wednesday night we have something called pizza, prayer, and popcorn, which um, basically we have pizza and we have popcorn and we have prayer and we have usually a, a half-hour Bible study, and uh, it, it gives them a chance to talk about their faith, learn about their faith, and grow strong in their faith. But also again, we're, they're they're sharing they're sharing their lives with guys on the outside, you know, that they've never been in prison. And, and the idea is that what they see is the guys, they're connecting with the parishioners of St. Max and they're, um, uh, they're being accepted. And that's an important thing. They go on, uh, by the way, the guys go on the, once they get outside, they've been on ax retreats. And then they, then uh, one of them uh, went out, was on the team the following year. He was able to get an exemption to get on the, the team the following year and he gave a powerful witness about you know that his his you know his life of crime his life actually his life in time in the prison and then his redemption and it was just you know huge huge moved a
5: lot of people moved a lot of people
4: yeah,
5: and yeah, now he's yeah, and Dennis, uh what I'm finding out uh, that uh, a lot of the guys are getting out, they want to get uh, re incarcerated into the prisons, and the diocese will not allow them. And okay. I don't so, know uh, how to resolve that situation.
4: Well, there, there's there's different, well, uh, different ways of, of getting into the prison. Uh, and, you know, and they can go in. Uh, a big piece that we're, we're using them for is, is doing some um, – now we've we've had several guys come in uh, that somehow yeah you know, they're they're being allowed in um, you know and, and it's really the warden and the chaplain is is going to bat for them to come bring them in but also a a, a real big piece if they're not allowed in for whatever reason they can come in on uh, with with uh, correspondence uh, the the pays and, and such that is a that's a you know that's gold to these guys inside again. A, it it's a piece of that connectedness. You know, you got a guy that's that's uh suicidal or thinking about that, it's because he's he's filled with loneliness and despair. Well so if someone can write him a letter and he can get a letter, uh that that's 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 gold. And and Terry backed me up on that. But what I, I've talked to these guys and they say when they got something from home or they got something from the outside it was it was it was a treasure beyond uh, compare.
3: Um. But that's, uh, that's your only connection to life outside the walls is is you know visits and and mail and yeah well I mean I'm sure it's changed now but you know when I was in there you know um, all the letters came in as as actual physical letters and they would do mail call and that was one of the few times in prison when the day room got silent during mail call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know.
5: yeah. So, so, Terry, what they have now, which may, you may not be aware of, I think that 99% of all the inmates have tablets now, and no more letter writing. Um, all They have one address in Dallas. If you write a letter, it goes to Dallas. They scan it in to their tablet, and that's how they get it. So that that's one way they're trying to do away with um Narcotics on um, stamps and whatever what have you. Yeah, but uh, Dick and Eddie you bring up a good point because I know there are a lot of dioceses that uh, for some reason uh, They're very very controlling uh, They will before they allow anybody going to the prison And you probably know this in the dice in the, the 15 dioceses in the state of texas each one has a criminal justice ministry assigned to it and A lot of them um, most of them require that they that you go through them in order to go into the prison. And if they're an ex-offender, uh, there's some diocese say no way. So to make that connection well, a with lot, these guys. A lot of times, uh, Larry, these... if,
3: if, if they get approved, you know, they, they go through the, the online thing and they get approved by the Board of Pardons and Paroles, um, a lot of times, you know, if you have that approval already – um, I mean the 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 diocese would be kind of hard pressed to say well even though TDC approves you we're going to disapprove you you know I mean they could but uh, and that they would
5: are be... and Terry they oh, are they're... that's the problem that's the problem the bishops and the the diocese and the bishops of the diocese are not allowing them to go into to minister to these guys that's that's but a fact. what we
3: could do what we could do Larry is. Um, you know, after the radio show, you and Deacon Denny get together, and the guys that um, aren't allowed that live in that diocese—I mean, I'm assuming they're all laymen. If they're laymen, then they can right. uh, come down to uh, Houston and join Deacon Denny and his group when they go into the prisons. You know, now if they're if they're not laymen, of course they gotta uh, uh, obey. You know their their diocese, but if they're right, if right. they're laymen, they yeah. can go outside of their diocese and 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 do you know do the same ministry. Well,
5: that's yeah, that's Larry, a good point, Larry. What uh, what look,
3: unit
4: are what diocese are you
5: in? Uh, Fort Worth, Fort Worth. I am in the San Antonio diocese. We don't we don't have that problem, and um, no. the Fort Worth diocese is one of them. I'm trying to think what the others are. I think uh, maybe. Uh, Galveston, Houston, you're what? What diocese are you in? Yeah, we're Galveston, Houston.
4: We really haven't okay. had that problem yet.
1: Okay. Uh, there's
4: there's certain requirements, you know, time requirements, and in certain number of months they have to be have to right, be out right. and, and, they,
5: and they the those, of, Right. They fulfill those obligations. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, they're never going to pass have, child stuff. They're never going to pass that. But
2: we're not dealing with children inside. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, <laughs> ladies uh, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Four Persons Network. has taken to the streets with Terry Delp, and tonight we're talking about the latest in the prison ministry. If you'd like to call in uh, with a question for our guest, the number is five one five six zero two nine six five five. Again, five one five six zero two nine six five five. Deacon, I was approached by Robert Ramos of Mission Rosary, and I've been approached by other people who want to get involved. So uh, put the information out there as to how people can get involved with this ministry, please. Well,
4: as far as with the, uh, the Colby House and the Brothers St. Dismas, uh, they can go on our website. It's called Colby, Colby K-O-L-B-E House, T-X, Colby House, T-X uh, dot com. And that'll take you right to the, to the website, and that'll show you a lot of things. Now, we also have the retreat program, the Brothers St. Dismas retreat program. That um, What that does is that uh, runs, you know, it's a three-day retreat, and it runs over the weekend. And, and we, based on that, they, at the end of that retreat, those who wish to join us, uh, join the brothers. They induct into a fraternity called the Brothers of St. Dismas. And then there are follow-up meetings every month. Uh, on that Brothers of St. Dismiss meeting. Part of that, when they get close to parole, they put together a plan of action, which is reviewed by fellow inmates as well as Catholic volunteers. And uh, that that plan of action allows them, gives them guides for what are they can do the first day they get out, what are they can do the first week they get out, what is the first month. And it helps them prioritize what's first, what's second, what's third. But uh, then also it helps them guide them into... Um, you know the idea of um you know being faith-based you know joining a church how are you going how are you gonna manage that? how are you gonna work with that? and see that's where I think this um this monastic community uh of the Brother saint Dismas will will be able to uh, uh, guide and direct them both inside as well as once they get outside and again that idea you you don't know who to call well now you're going to have a phone number to call if, we got, if you need some help, you've got a place to call to get some help. Uh, if you need someone to talk to, you're going to have people that have been there, done that, and we'll be able to, to you know, give you some encouragement, give you some inspiration and give you some God, you know, they're going to talk about God to you. And they're going to say that you've got to be tight with, the, with the Lord. And that's how it's going to, um, you're going to get through the, the tough struggles of reintegration. You are gonna do it. You don't have to do it alone. You're going to never walk alone because God's always going to be with you. Um,
1: you know, wherever you go,
4: whatever you do, he's going to be with you to guide you, love you, and protect you. And uh, the old adage, I keep saying it again and again, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And this this ministry Amen. is going to show them. So,
3: Amen. Larry, uh, Larry
5: uh, how can they get in touch with your ministry? So here's our website. And we're in all 15 dioceses in the state of Texas. So it's uh, also K-O-L-B-E. Prison P R I S O N Ministries plural M I N I S T R I E S dot G O V and there's G-O-V, there's uh, like government right exactly okay so we've got All uh, money. We, we also have contacts on there anybody wants to be involved in uh, in volunteering. We can put them in contact. Uh, we do have uh, contacts throughout the state of Texas if they want to be volunteers. Um, but really, uh, Dick and Denny, I'd really like to get your, um, get your uh, website on our website. Maybe, you know, we can sure. generate some business there. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is all, we're all in this together, so that that'll yeah. work.
2: And we want to put both of your websites on on our website as well. And for anyone who wants to uh, contribute to our ministry, so that we are able to keep producing these shows and promoting these these programs, uh, we are also a 501c3. You can go to the Four Persons. That's the number four. The the number four persons dot com and. Find the link on how to donate. Uh, so you know these shows cost money and 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 everything too. So, um, and, and Larry is exactly right. We're we're three apostles. We're three ministries that are working together for uh, for the Lord's work. And very very happy to be working with you, gentlemen. Well, and likewise, and, and, a great work with
3: y'all. And 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 I do want to say, man, when um, when. When you first get out of prison, you, you you need a a strong brotherhood to surround yourself with. Because if you don't, like Deacon Denny said, you're going to, no matter where your faith level is, if you're by yourself, the devil's going to figure out a way to get you back around the people you tried to get away from. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna you know, Deacon, no, there You're is... not strong enough. And there's a certain uh, thing to what Terry is saying there. I mean, the uh, I, I forget what saint it was that said an idle mind is a devil's playground. So unless you're unless you're busy and doing constructive work, you don't necessarily have to seek out evil. It will find you if if, you, if your mind yeah. is not occupied. Uh, who, who who was a saint that said that? I don't even remember.
4: The Idle mind is the devil's workshop. I think that's been used by many I think many saints uh basically uh echo that, that same mm-hmm. thought. You know, they uh well like Saint Ignatius was the guy that says um um if you don't have time to pray one hour of prayer a day, pray two. <laughs> so
2: yeah. you know, uh, so take
4: take two hours to pray, you know and because you know the the devil is the devil is uh, an equal opportunity destroyer, and he will destroy families. He'll destroy men. Uh, he'll destroy the souls. And, he'll, and 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 in prison, you take away the the faith-based ministries, and what do you have? You got crimes going out, fights going up, suicides going up. All the those are all things evidence of the devil right, running rampant through the prisons. So it's time for us to get in there, put on the breastplate of righteousness, and go to battle with this guy. Um, let, me
0: you,
5: let me give you another sad example of what happened here a couple of weeks ago uh, before the lockdown. We had a guy that was in, uh, uh, he wasn't in SAG, but he wanted to be baptized and they would not allow the clergy to go back there. Now, no doubt this guy had other problems uh, concerning what was going on in his life. But a couple of days later, he hung himself. Now yeah. you wonder uh you know why did they not allow the clergy to go back there? so these are the kind of things we're dealing with because of of uh the mentality of the of the chaplains and the COs and what have you it it just, just...
3: let's let, let's let's call it what it is man it's the satanic influence that is in them prisons that's why that's happening.
5: But you have these chaplains that are supposed to be, you know, they're not chaplains. They're working for, it took me a long time to realize this, they're working for TDCJ, and they're not working for the Lord. Yeah,
3: well, unfortunately, well, uh, unfortunately, there's uh, a lot of uh, people who call themselves Christians who on the last day, Jesus will say, be gone from me, I never knew you.
2: Carrie, let me so just ask you a question. How much of that do you think, though, is, um, and I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm asking this question out of ignorance. Uh, is is it possible that one of the things that's in play is that they have the concern that somebody will try to use the the guise of the church in order to try to make a connection with between. People on the inside and people on the outside, kind of an underworld type of type of thing. Do you think that that's the, a concern that maybe they have?
5: I don't well, think so. It, it's a matter, yeah, it's mean, a matter
3: can, of control. You you can you can um, they can imagine like a, a vast variety of reasons to justify not allowing the clergy to go in there but it has been Mm -hmm. factually proven, you know, throughout the last uh, 30 or 40 years that when a person comes to faith, truly comes to the, especially Catholic faith, but I'm going to go a little bit outside of what I normally do because I believe the Catholic faith is the one true church founded by Jesus Christ. But even those who become Protestants... Even those who truly become Muslim, when you attach yourself to a faith, your behavior changes, and that has been factually proven. So they might use that as a justification, but they're they're not going by proven history.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, just 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 to give you an idea of like post-release, uh, you know, you got guys that get out that there's guys that get out there would never church and they're going to they're gonna reoffend and uh, recidivate. They'll go, end up back in prison at a rate of, you know, it depends on what study you read, but it's up to 40 to 60% will go back to prison the le- next two years. Uh, um, you know, once they get out, they'll either reoffend or violate parole and they'll back, end up back in prison. So that's mm-hmm. 40 to 60%. If you have them in a faith based program inside, like, you know, like Colby, Prison Ministry, Brothers St. Dismas, Kairos even, uh, that number drops below 20%. But then once once they get out, if you can plug them into a post-release faith-based community, at least for some time in transition, uh, that number goes. It's bouncing at like zero to four percent. And we've got a long-term hmm. study at Isaiah House, which is Isaiah House, is about four percent. That's another uh, uh, transitional house, Christian-based. And then we're we've been open now for about five years, and we've had nobody. We've had zero go back to prison. Now, granted, we're not a real big shop. We've probably only had about twenty guys go through the program. but of those twenty, nobody has gone back. They all have jobs, they all have cars, they all have money in their pocket uh they're all they're all re- attending church uh, and they're all you know they're strong they're men of strong faith and strong service to the Lord. Uh, you know they're yes. loving their
3: neighbor literally with- Okay. It's, uh, yeah, so John, Sorry. to answer your question, they, they might use that as 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 a as their their justification for not letting the clergy back there. But if they if they are using that reasoning, uh they're 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 completely going against uh historical facts, you know, and and unfortunately when they deny uh clerical People to to go back there and minister to these these troubled souls. Um, you know, you you get situations like he described, where you know the guy just says, well, "You know what? I can't do it by myself," and he, and, he, and he ends it. You know, or or on the other hand, he might just say, "You know what? I, I don't care no more," and he, and he kills somebody. You know, uh, that those that behavior can be changed if if uh not just TDC but if, if all prisons would would just just look at like they say uh, look at the science you know just look at the facts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know just look at the facts and the facts shout it pretty loudly man uh um
5: Terry any go ahead Terry let me let me bring this up uh you know I talked I mentioned earlier about the chaplain saying that Catholics Catholic aren't Christians so What's happened now at – here again, I won't mention the unit, but uh, we have such a great influence of Catholic volunteers going into these prisons that a couple of years ago, one of the chaplains made a comment. He said, oh, there's just too many Catholics here. And so right there, you know, is is a problem because um, as we go out and try to bring the teaching of the church into these prisons – we get more and more volunteers and these chaplains that are Protestants don't know how to handle that. And so, you know, Satan, you know, believe that Satan's at work. Absolutely. But um, it's sad that uh, we are doing a poor job of trying to educate the chaplains of who we are. And I know, I know that the guys in the prisons, um, we're getting we're having a lot of conversions happen. And uh that in itself is not playing well with uh with these chaplains that are I hate to say it, the more anti Catholic. And so that's yeah, well, that's know, another problem um, we have to it, get up it, with.
3: It, that's one of those things you've gotta take into consideration that the now as as they study um and especially if they study history, then their ignorance becomes willful and then that's between them and the Lord. But a lot of a lot of um, Protestants that hold that belief that Catholics aren't Christians um, that 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 ignorance was passed down to them from their family from their parents, and it was passed on to them from their parents. And it's just the uh, and they're just walking in ignorance. And and the best thing we can do is 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 pray because. Um, what they try to do on those units, and I know because I came from one, is uh, once you start pursuing the Catholic faith, they they try to strip you from that and and make you become Protestant. Uh, and it, it's almost like we're still living in the
2: 1600s. Hey Terry, well, just uh, just letting you know, Terry, we're we're down to uh, now less than six minutes left in the live stream. Just letting you know. I think right, one way, well,
0: to,
4: uh, one way to combat ahead, the anti-Catholicism, uh, if I may say, one way to combat that is to better, better equip the men that are inside that are Catholics. Better equip them with the answers, uh, you know, answers, you know, to know their faith, but also to be able to answer the uh, some of the, the misinformation that's being passed around about like praying to Mary and things like that. You know, why do you baptize infants? Why do you you know, there's there's about ten or twelve questions uh, that all no, the no, men, no, all the no, things no, should no. have been asked.
3: Deacon, deacon, those well. those aren't the questions. That, yeah, yeah, those are the questions uh, respectful Protestants ask. The questions, the ones Larry's talking about, asks is, you know, why do we, you know, oh my goodness, it, it's it's why do we worship like, Mary?
2: <laughs> no, 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 they
3: want to know why. Uh, you know, they come up with stories like we. We buried a bunch of babies under the Vatican and, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's crazy. Killed and, 150
2: um, million people in the Inquisitions and, yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there wasn't even that many people on earth, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, but right. apologetics is, is the key. But the, the, the questions they get asked or the scenarios that they're presented with go a lot more deeper than just, Simple answers to to the the Catholic doctrine. Um, it, you know, these are things that you got to know. You got to know history in order to explain how ludicrous these these claims are. And once down to four
2: minutes it, in the live stream, folks. All
3: right, just, um, just and then, that's what know. happened with Scott Hahn. You know, Scott Hahn studied. He, well, you know, he was already a biblical scholar, but he started studying history. And history doesn't play well with uh, with the, the Protestant uh, bands of, of uh, Christianity, you know. I want to uh, – we can keep talking. We're going to go into the um, archives. But I would like to, since we're talking about spiritual battle, I'd like to do the St. Michael's Prayer, if y'all don't mind, real quick, in the name of the Father, I've Son, and right Holy now. Spirit. You got it? Well, go ahead and pray it, brother. I got it, man. And it's uh,
4: it's, a, it's a prayer that basically is are are giving us our marching orders, and it's also saying we don't have to do it alone. We've got Jesus, we've got His His saints, His archangels working with us. So in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, and Amen. St. Michael the archangel defend mm-hmm. us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray. O Prince of the heavenly hosts. By the power of God, thrust into hell. Satan and all the evil spirits who wander through the world seeking a ruin of souls. Amen. 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 Amen.
5: Amen. All right, brothers. I, I got to run. I've got uh, another appointment here at 630. So I really, well, yeah, no, it's 630 now in Texas town. But, Terry, I appreciate the invite. Uh, look forward to uh, meeting you, doing this again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, if y'all could
3: get together some some uh, some guys who who uh, have gotten out and are doing well, I would like to do some some testimony on this show um, just to let the world know that uh, Jesus Christ really does do miracles right now today.
5: I will give you. Uh, I have your email address. I will. Did uh, Did you ever have uh, Jerry on, on the show? Uh, I don't even remember
3: what I had for breakfast yesterday.
5: I, <laughs> <laughs> I will brother Jerry, I will go ahead and send you some uh contacts uh names and, and phone numbers and uh I'll get a hold of them and, and tell them tell them what's going on. So
2: all right,
3: brother. sounds good, brother.
5: brother. All right. You guys be blessed. Thank you.
2: Yeah, take care, Larry.
5: Uh if you want right. to have a
4: we can host uh, we can have uh, this over at the Kobe house and have some of the guys sitting around listening and they can, they can share their, uh, their insights from what it was inside. I'd like as well. Yeah, so.
3: yeah. That would be awesome. Cause they can share their insights of, of, of how the Kobe house is helping them stay, stay on fire for God. You know,
2: now Deacon, yeah. before you run, I need to ask you the question that's on the mind of every Catholic in America right now. And, and, I'm not going to let you evade it. I'm not going to let you run from it. I'm going to put you on the spot. You got to give me the answer. Okay. Gotcha. Notre Dame or Ohio State? Who you got?
4: <laughs> no, oh, by by all means, Notre Dame. I mean, God is on our side, man. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear.
2: That's what I wanted oh, to hear. Okay. We're ending the show on a high note. Notre Dame will be victorious. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: great. That's great. That's good. That's good. Yeah, was in fact I was at Notre Dame just this summer. It was a, I went to their basilica there. Oh, it's it's a holy place, sacred place. Yeah, it's beautiful.
2: It's wonderful, and and uh, boy, this uh, this ain't a Notre Dame team like I've seen in some years. I think you got to go back to the like the '92 team to see a team that's that's as loaded as this one is. I, I think that this is the year we get it done.
4: Yeah. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Amen. <laughs>
2: Good deal, good deal. <laughs> all right, well, God bless you, not... have a wonderful week. You guys have a
4: wonderful week, Hope
3: to have you too. all
4: on soon. You. All right, God bless y'all.
3: God bless, bye.